Welcome to another episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Yummy. Here we go. Welcome, you're on air with Ella, where we share simple strategies and truths from people who are doing something better than we are. Whether it's wellness or fitness and fat loss to just living better and with more energy, or changing your mindset to accomplish more in your own life and succeeding however you define it. This is where we share the best of what we're learning from the experts, and we're learning more every day. Live better, start now. Hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Yummy, where I share one thing I'm loving, one thing I'm not, and a super, super simple clean eating recipe. All right, the sound may not be perfect on this episode. Don't judge. I'm in transit, but I wanted to get this out to you. So I'm like, you know what? Start where you are. Use what you have. Do what you can. So I am. Jumping right in with this week's replay, I want you to know that I have recently re-listened to episode 042 with Sheila Veers. We talk about so many things. We talk about binge eating. We talk about the disease of not enoughness. And we talk about overthinking it all. If you need a little tune-up, download episode 042. That's episode 42 after this show and get a little refresher. Okay, you guys. You know I like to start these shows with a moment of gratitude, and oftentimes I read reviews from you all, which I love and appreciate so very much, and as you already know, it helps the show. It's like leaving a tip in the tip jar. Anyway, this time, I've got to thank all those people on Facebook and Instagram who are commenting. You are doing so much of my market research with me and for me, so this episode that you're about to hear was entirely inspired by you guys commenting on Instagram and Facebook. So I was going to do a traditional good, bad, and yummy episode. And when I heard your feedback, your comments, and your questions on the topic we're about to jump into, I decided to completely revamp the episode. It's actually a few days later than it was supposed to be because I had a lot more research to do because you wanted more information. So this is a big fat shout out to those of you who are on the On Air with Ella Facebook page and or on the On Air with Ella Instagram page. Your contribution and the conversation that you foster in both of those places is so illustrative and so helpful to me. And of course, I just enjoy connecting with you guys personally. So of course, I don't have time to read out all of your names individually. Plus, it'd be exciting for you for like a nanosecond and then everybody would fall asleep. But I know who you are. And in most cases, I even know what you look like because I see you out there. So thanks, Facebook and Instagram commenters. Love you. So for this week's The Good, the topic at hand is branch chain amino acids, or something you will more commonly hear referred to as BCAAs. Now, let me tell you right now, everything I'm about to talk about, I actually elaborated on in a big fat post at onairwithella.com because there was so much research on this and so much to say, and I don't want to sit here and read a bunch of studies to you and deep, deep dive into the science. So I put a whole bunch of information, studies, and links at onairwithella.com for this episode number 115. All right, that said, I have talked about BCAAs before and I've had other experts refer to them. We've talked about how they reduce cravings, how they help decrease your appetite, how they help maintain your blood sugar, how they help reduce cortisol levels, even how they help with muscle soreness and recovery. So let's explain what we're even talking about. Branch chain amino acids are essential amino acids. Specifically, they are valine, leucine, and isoleucine, okay? And the fact that they're essential means that we must get them from dietary sources 
because our bodies don't produce them. That's what essential means. And then branch chain just refers to the molecular structure of those particular amino acids. Amino acids in general are the building blocks of protein and they have various functions related to energy production during and after exercise. And so they're needed in adequate amounts, but not excessive amounts. Something I didn't know until I started deep diving into the BCAA topic is that BCAAs are often used to treat Lou Gehrig's disease and brain conditions due to liver disease. I did not know that. I was all about using them for recovery and for uh, craving reduction. They're also used in elderly and cancer patients, and some perfectly healthy people use BCAAs to prevent fatigue and to improve concentration. But the most relevant perhaps to you and the one you'll hear most commonly on this show and others in the podcast sphere is the common practice of taking branch chain amino acids to improve exercise performance, reduce muscle breakdown, like I said, to reduce cravings and even some would argue to help with weight loss. Right? So all of those buzzwords get your attention, don't they? <laughs> there are a lot of studies that say that BCAAs accomplish exactly this. So I'm going to share, I'm actually going to get a little bit more granular in the detail with you than I normally would on a good, bad, and yummy episode, just because so many of you were interested and expressed a curiosity when I asked you about this in social media. Here's the breakdown according to some experts. And I'm going to quote liberally from a couple of sources, but my main source was somebody I trust, Jade Tita, who I've had on the show before, and the Metabolic Effect Group, because they actually back up their articles with studies, with references, which not a lot of people do. In fact, a lot of people just hear something on the interwebs and then repeat it as true. Myself included, P.S. I just read that BCAAs reduce cravings and help with muscle recovery from people I trust. Please do not get the impression that I ran and deep dive into lab studies. I did not. I bought them and started taking them. Okay, That's what we do, right? But in this case, when I asked you all um, in Instagram and Facebook, if you, if you do in fact supplement with BCAAs, a lot of you, there were three schools of thought. Okay. Well, there were the occasional person that was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. That's totally fine, obviously. Then there was the, yes, I take them, can't live without them. Usually the themes there were cravings reduction and muscle recovery. Then there was another school of thought, which was kind of the camp, honestly, that I fall into, which is, yes, I take them and they're sort of tasty, the kind that I get anyway. Some of them are nasty. We'll talk about that in a minute. But yes, I take them. I have no idea if they're helping me or not. And frankly, that's the camp that I fall into. So I really dove deep into this topic in preparation for the show. And here's the science. All right. Let's talk about how BCAAs possibly help with recovery, with cravings reduction, or to supplement a diet for people who exercise. Okay. So exercise causes an increase in serotonin levels, and that is believed to cause fatigue. So BCAAs are believed to reduce serotonin levels and thus sort of reduce the fatigue and actually enhance exercise performance, so they say. So a lot of people will take BCAAs before, during, or right after a workout for that reason. Okay, And there are several studies, which I'm going to link to and not read to you because boring, uh, lots of studies that I will link to in the show notes for this episode. All right, But there's a lot of research on BCAA supplementation. And of course, as with most research, the studies show mixed results in efficacy. But I'm going to share all the positives with you first. Branched chain amino acids may have have special utilization and weight loss programs when combining exercise with a healthy diet. BCAA supplementation has been shown to increase muscle mass, decrease hunger, regulate blood sugar, 
attenuate the stress hormone response of exercise, meaning all those cravings that you get, because exercise drives up your appetite, it tampers that down, all right? It dampens that immediate need to overeat or overconsume if you've had an intense bout of exercise. And it may, in fact, increase exercise capacity, that's something that I touched on, and it may, in fact, increase fat burning directly. All right, so let's continue. A major challenge of weight loss protocols is controlling the compensatory reactions that naturally occur with increased activity, namely increased hunger and cravings created by the unique hormonal changes that occur during exercise. And I'm, I'm reading from Metabolic Effect now with the following. BCAA supplements have been shown to impact hunger directly and may provide a buffer to exercise's appetite stimulation. All right, I, I had a post this weekend. I went on a really long bike ride. Well, for me, it used to be normal. Now it's really really long, but it was just under 50 miles. And I posted on Instagram, you know, bike 49 miles, burn 1800 calories, get off bike, immediately consume 12,612 calories. Right? That's like my standard protocol. BCAAs are marketed as and promoted as something which helps you sort of dampen that effect, as I mentioned. There are some studies that even say that BCAAs have a direct impact on weight loss. There are three that I'll reference in the show notes. All right, that's a big claim, and other people would flat out disagree, but we'll get to that. Dosage matters. In order to get the best effects from BCAA supplementation, the dosing actually needs to be rather high. So this means that you want to have approximately 5 grams for the first 100 pounds of body weight, that's five grams is typically one serving of BCAAs. And then five grams for each additional 50 pounds of body weight. So if you weigh 150 pounds, you're having 10 grams or two servings of BCAAs. When I read that, I was like, oh, I never take that much. So whatever I'm doing, I'm probably just creating expensive pee because it's probably not doing a thing for me. If the individual, this we're back to Jade Tita and metabolic effect again, if the individual is highly active with weight training or long duration cardio, another five grams for the first hundred pounds along with five to 10 grams of body weight is sometimes used. I will put this calculation in the show notes so you can do your own math, but this is like, this is several servings of BCAAs for this to move the needle. Again, that was new information for me, and it may be new information for you. In fact, when I went and flipped my container around, BCAAs often come in powder form, and you just throw that powder and mix it with water, or you can mix that powder with a smoothie. You can mix the powder with anything you want, but straight up BCAAs have a very bitter taste, so um, how you take them does matter. But anyway, I have a flavored kind. I mix it with water, and when I flipped that container around, I realized that I wasn't even taking a full serving, much less multiple servings. And, and we're talking like for years, so yay me. Okay, so the range of your dosage, that range, it's based on the level of activity and your personal degree of cravings and hunger and energy levels. And so in general, the higher and more intense the activity level and the more pronounced your hunger, cravings, or sort of dips in energy, the higher the dose should be, according to the experts, all right? So this is all like pretty interesting stuff. You know, I, I learned something just in, in deep diving into this. I didn't know that it was used clinically, that BCAAs were used clinically for treatment of disease. And I also did not obviously pay attention to the dosage at all. But what it it brought to my attention, quite a few people are, are flat out against BCAA supplementation. Now, if you've never supplemented with BCAAs before, branched chain amino acids, you're probably like, this is not interesting. 
like, I don't care. But if you, like many, many people I know, and I know a lot of you do, if you have, in fact, taken BCAAs or purchased them in the past or use them every single day, like for some reason, we're weirdly passionate about this subject. Don't even start. For those of you who sell these as a part of your, your business or your own brand, those of you who market and sell these, uh, like, don't fight with me. <laughs> I'm just here to share the facts. I had no idea that there was such passion behind the pros and cons of branched chain amino acids, but hey, what do I know? I, I learn something new every day because of you guys. Let's talk about the cons. So we're moving into the bad. So for the first time ever on the good, the bad, and the yummy, the good and the bad are the same thing because I wanted to give you both sides of the coin here. I wanted to share with you a very balanced view and then let you guys make the decision for yourself. So today we're talking about the cons of branched chain amino acid supplementation. So here's what other experts say about branched chain amino acids. Basically, in general, everyone's saying, yeah, I mean, they can be useful. Like they have been proven to be somewhat useful in some cases. For example, if you opt for a low protein diet and therefore low protein diet means a low amino acid diet. If you are not bringing in even enough veggie sources of protein, they don't have to be animal sources, but if you are not getting enough protein or if you're at risk of being low protein, then, then your amino acid profile would also be suffering, okay? And other people say, yeah, they're useful if you train fasted in the morning. So I know a lot of you do that. You train fasted and you take your BCAAs with you and you drink them before your workout, during your workout, and after your workout. And frankly, so do I. Those are the two themes that came up time and time again as to like, yeah, if you fall in that camp, these are probably a great idea for you. Everything else was disputed, sometimes hotly. There seemed to be one major argument against BCAAs. There are others, but the main argument is you can obtain branched chain amino acids from food, like really easily and readily. And those foods include animal sources, meat, dairy, eggs, legumes and vegetables, and soy. Of course, you know, we like to do organic non-GMO soy, and there are only a few soy sources that I am a fan of, but that's another show. These are sources of amino acids that you can get utterly naturally through whole food sources. So let's make the case for the beautiful, wonderful egg. Now, most of you know by now, that I am not huge into animal sources of protein just because, I don't know, mental block, physical block, I don't know. I don't do super great with animal sources of protein. I'm not a vegan. I'm not a vegetarian. I dabble in bacon. You all know this. You've heard this before. But eggs, man, I can't imagine living without eggs. One large whole egg contains 6.28 grams of protein, all right, just one egg, containing all nine essential amino acids. I won't list them, but they're all there. And of the four non-essential amino acids, eggs have three. They are almost the perfect complete protein. That is, my friends, if you eat the yolk. Don't be just having those egg whites. That is not a complete protein. You are missing out on the magic if you are only having the egg white. The egg with the yolk is an almost perfect protein, and it offers a complete essential amino acid profile. Here's a surprise. Now, in, in, the, in the show notes for this episode, I'm going to list a whole bunch of food sources for amino acids, all right, including branched chain amino acids. But here was a surprise to me. Bee pollen has more amino acids than beef, eggs, or cheese per gram. Now, the per gram part matters because I probably can't eat 
an egg size amount of bee pollen. Like that's a lot of bee pollen. But if you want to supplement with that, you might find that you're actually saving money over time. If you want to throw a little bee pollen on your smoothie, on your smoothie bowl, in your salad or whatever, very, very high in B12 and a very nice amino acid profile. Okay. So the camp against BCAA supplementation says, listen, if you're getting enough of the macronutrients, protein, fat, and carbohydrates, your lean body mass or your muscle will be spared. So you don't need to take BCAAs to avoid cannibalizing your own muscle. And Whole Foods provides all of the BCAAs that you need. And I'll link to some of the people who are more vehemently opposed to branched chain amino acids. I'm strongly against a certain type of amino acid or BCAA supplementation, and that is the kind that is laden with chemicals and sweeteners. So there are only two brands that I know, like, and trust, and I will link to those, and they're sweetened with stevia instead of a bunch of junk, all right? At the end of the day, you want to source BCAA supplements from a reliable company and you want to pay attention to how you feel while you're taking them. And if you want to hear reader stories, go to Facebook, go to Instagram and look for the post that says, do you take BCAAs? And you'll see all kinds of testimonials from you guys about what it helps you with, whether it helps you or not, and whether you see a difference. Okay, that's the good and the bad Let's talk yummy. This just might be my favorite the yummy ever. First of all, because the recipe was submitted by one of you. Hey, Brianne, thank you for this. You are a freaking genius. Brianne sent me a recipe that's really, really easy and also pure genius. Pure genius. It is MCT oil chocolate peanut butter cups. That's right. You heard it here. MCT oil chocolate peanut butter cups. They don't have to be peanut butter. They can be any nut butter of choice. Almond butter, cashew butter, you name it, you make it happen. All right. So all she needs to make this magic, all she needs is MCT oil, or you can use melted coconut oil. I'll link to both, especially for those of you who are unfamiliar with MCT oil. You can check it out on the, on the website or in the show notes. Two scoops of your favorite chocolate protein powder. She uses a vegan source. So do I. The nut butter you choose. Again, almond butter, peanut butter, whatever makes you happy. All right. And then some liquid stevia and then either organic cacao powder. That's real chocolate, no sweeteners, organic cacao powder, or you can even use the craving cocoa that I've talked about before. And again, I'll link to that one too in the show notes. And so I don't have to explain it here. Okay. So you take those ingredients and the recipe is on the site, but you whisk together all of the ingredients, except for the nut butter this is so easy. And then you take a little muffin pan, the mini muffin size, and you put like a plop of this mixture in each of the cups in the pan, right? And then you plop your favorite nut butter on top, and then you cover it up with the remaining chocolate MCT oil mixture. Are you with me so far? So you mix it all together. You put it in the muffin pan. You totally need to read the recipe because this is hard to do justice, but you stick it in the freezer. There's no cooking. There is no cooking. We are stirring and freezing. That is all. When it's completely frozen, you have perfectly shaped, Pinterest-worthy chocolate nut butter cups, extremely low-carb, high-protein, high-fat. Brianne, genius. 
All right, you guys, thanks for putting up with the less than perfect sound on this episode. And thank you so much again for making the show ours. Your comments, your recipes, your feedback, your experiences. That's what makes this show happen. Have a great week. Okay, everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's show and got something out of it that you can use. If you did and you want to learn more, just go to onairwithella.com where I put up links to all of the good stuff that we talked about today and more information about our guests and all the good stuff that you did not need to write down today because I got you covered. Don't forget to join our Facebook page and thanks for those phenomenal reviews in iTunes. Every great review helps and we read every one. Thanks for listening and thanks for inspiring me. You are quite simply awesome.